Morning, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the. What is it? The fuck. Wow. What have you should have planned that? What have you done? This is when I normally hit a dump button that I don't have. Folks, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast we can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney. What's happening, Hoops? Ah, salud. How you doing? How you been? Hey, oh, way. Folks, remember this song? I bet you do. <laughs> I bet it was potentially your high school yearbook quote, or at least one of their songs. Yeah. We were gonna... Shit. We were gonna do the intro earlier, but Ang just needed... He needed more of the cut. He needed I to did, build yeah. to that big drop. That big drop, I think, is what did it for yes. everybody. <laughs> How's everyone doing? You losing your minds yet? Yes. We're here now. Folks, it's only been three days since our last show, so we only had time to watch one full season of Ozark and like four movies. Yeah, it's really so. going to be... The, the, the funny part is, is we could probably do three shows a week and not even run out of content. Yes. Everyone's like, what are you guys going to do when they stop making movies? And it's like, oh, there's a lot of stuff for us to take in. Yes. We could go on like this for a year. I actually saw a story. The Netflix... CEO Ted Sarandos or whatever his name is, he said all this won't affect their unfurling of endless content until quarter three 2021 I guess So, so Netflix is all good, yeah Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know Who knows? Do we need the little like shivery breakdown here? Yeah we do, ready? Do we? We do <laughs> I don't even remember that words, and I've heard the song 7,000 times. All right, that was Evanescence with Bring Me to Life. I mean, I gotta let the fans know right up top, you bleached your hair. I did. You're, I did. Uh, that was my surprise yeah. uh, of the week. I said Lucy and I were working on a little project mm. the other day. Uh, my girlfriend Lucy, for those that don't know, is a hairstylist, a talented one, and... Mm. We went ahead and bleached my hair. I gotta say, you're you're kind of stealing my thunder. Being a blonde man mm. is one of my best bits. <laughs> and, <laughs> and now it's, you know, what am I to do? Well, maybe you could look at it as, a, in you know, sincerity is the form of flattery. Mm. Say that in reverse. You actually look cool. You're pulling this off somehow. Thank you. I feel like a lot of people couldn't. Yeah, I did it as a joke with, like, this little bit of hope. Like, one, I had, like, 80% this is going to be funny, and in a couple of days I'll shave my head, and who cares? Yeah. And 20% of me was like, you can do this, king. It's going <laughs> to look cool. Like, hang in there. And yes, I'm really king. glad that I did. <laughs> I'm psyched that I did because yeah. I'm really happy with the way that it turned out. Lucy's super talented, and I just, I don't know. I, like I needed a mix up. The Turkey Boys have become the Golden Boys. <laughs> golden. You can act like a man. Golden Boy. Yeah, I think that uh, we need to rethink our whole brand here yeah. now that we're both a couple of blonde guys having more fun. <laughs> How about like a picture of the two of us? With a dumb smile on our face, with blondes have more fun as like a banner underneath, and I that's our new logo. So somebody who can make that, <laughs> we'll get you a photo of us. Reach out. If you make us that, we'll give you a shout-out. Plug your business, I'm sure. The golden guys. Uh, All sorts of options. a graphic designer, you could use help. Have you found that you've been having more fun since you became blonde? I don't think I've ever had less fun in my entire <laughs> life than in the last couple of weeks, given the whole, you know, no oh, yeah. going to the movies, no going to restaurants, no walking around in public, people telling me to stay home when I mention just, like, wanting to go to a coffee shop. Yeah, it's uh, it's the least fun time ever oh, imaginable yeah. right now. How it's do you feel? Not great. I'd love to not talk about it, but what the fuck else are we going to talk about? But, I mean, there's some good news. Fuck you, Jimmy Buffett! You fucking suck! B 
BET has launched their own <laughs> streaming service. What? Nope. Not going to make uh, that kind of joke. What? Uh, <laughs> you just immediately course correcting. Yep. It's called BET Plus. Okay. Very creative. Okay. Their big get, they have the entire run of the TV show Martin, which, for people who don't remember, starred Martin Lawrence. That's what shot him to superstardom. That's Led awesome. him to starring in such films as Wild Hogs and uh, whatever else he did. I can't remember. There it is. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, sorry about that. I forgot to look it up. Saw that? Saw that. But yeah, Martin was actually a funny show. I used to watch Martin. It's great. And don't think that the free trial kid won't do a free trial of BET Plus. Yeah, why wouldn't you? If you weren't, if the free trial kid didn't check out BET Plus, that would be a blatant act of racism. <laughs> yes, is the way I would interpret that. Yeah, exactly. The uh, I'm gonna get in there. See how Martin's aged. I haven't seen an episode of it since I was like, I don't know. It's been like a decade, easily. Hmm. Uh, did you see that the like the new Christopher Nolan movie Tenet? Uh, they have the script shrouded in so much secrecy that Robert Pattinson only got to read it once in a locked room at the Warner Brothers Studios. That's fun. And Michael Caine never got to read it, despite being good friends with Christopher <laughs> I Nolan. I didn't get to read the script, Master Wayne. Fucking mate. The, uh, Very loudly indeed. <laughs> yeah, I thought I could do a Michael Caine before I started that, and then realized I can't. I can't either. That's why it's good. <laughs> yes. Never. Yes. But uh, that's fun. That movie's still holding its late May release date, where it's like that's gonna move at this point. It's just that's like a inevitable. I was looking forward to that. Yeah. We probably would in a normal world. We'd probably be able to buy tickets right now. Hmm. But yeah, that uh, I like that his stuff's always shrouded in secrecy mm, because agreed. then you can go in fresh. You don't have the entire movie ruined by the time you walk in there. Um. Some of these trailers give away too much, but yes, yes, yes. I saw that uh, Modern Family is having its series finale this week, which is seven seasons too late. But How many seasons did they do? What can you do? 15 or something? I'm not even joking. I think that's what it is. I think this is 12, maybe 11. Definitely over 10. Yeah, too many. And it's like, that show won the Emmy for Best Comedy five years in a row. You're telling me that! Where it's like, Seinfeld didn't even get that. It's like, the show used to be, you know, enjoyable. Now it's just like a shell of itself. I love a show that you don't have to think too much about. (laughs) I like to think a little bit about. But, uh... Yeah, I stopped watching a couple seasons ago, but I'll check in there for the series finale. Mm. I like to see how shows wrap up. It won't be cinematic. And I guarantee I cry watching the series finale, even oh, though I haven't no. seen the show in years. It's just a thing that'll happen. You think? Yeah. I what cri- do you think I cried cry? at the 30 Rock series oh, finale. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Did you cry? Fucked up. Like, will you be crying at... Um, <laughs> Oh, Gamp, that would have been really funny if I could remember that girl's name. Who's the girl that's wow. like kind of a whore on Instagram now? I mean, <laughs> you're leaving things very open. <laughs> the chesty one who looks like the girl from still, Euphoria. Still, uh, Oh, wait. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Sydney Sweeney, the actual girl from Euphoria? No, no, no. She's on Modern Family as well? No. I'm talking about but, uh, the girl, the daughter. The oh, other yes. Alex. Yes, yes, yes. What's her real name? Come on, you can get it. I can't remember. Uh, I love putting you on the spot. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Modern Family had its moments. I've had people tell me that I look like Ty Burrell before, and I'm like, thank you? I can almost see that. He's just like a guy. It's mm. just like, you look like a guy. Okay? Mm. <laughs> Him in his best role is still uh, George A. Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead, the new one. He is great in that. Yeah, he's cool. Well, it's not new these days, but I know what you mean. Newer like, than... Yeah. <laughs> um, er. Mm, um... Uh, did you see that uh, John Krasinski created a YouTube show called Some Good News? It's literally the next note that I had that's also. That's a shame. Yeah, the, that's all we got. I didn't watch it, uh, but yeah. I saw that it existed and was like, oh, the content is yeah, I don't need that going content. to kill people. <laughs> like, John Krasinski wants to talk show. Conan starts doing his show from his house tonight. And it's his like, first guest, like animal from the muppets 
These shows are like barely watchable to begin with, and now they're gonna have like a delay because everyone's in different locations, and they're gonna be trying to do it. It's gonna be unbearable. Yeah, I'm I'm hating, hating, hating the Zoom, and the Skype, and the and the T one lines or what like all the different ways like Howard's doing it and Jim and Sam. It just it makes the show sound terrible. Yeah, they need to work on perfecting that like immediately. Just so, do a show in the room together. Like so we're many, doing it. Who yeah. cares? So many things are relying on it. They really need to yeah. just make like, that happen. At this point in time, I think Howard and Robin can can hang out at Howard's house together. Yeah. It's it's probably an 8,400 square foot apartment. And people have and been doing like <laughs> impromptu concerts. I saw like Oof. Dave Grohl and a bunch of people were doing something last night, raising money for something. Where it's like, that's nice, but the audio, it sounds it's terrible. Time to take a stand. There's like a delay. Music is even worse than talking when it's like over a you know, an unstable feed, or whatever Yeah, you say. I've been doing these Instagram workouts just to sort of keep my brand relevant, ank fit. And uh, can you open that door? Mm. Fucking dryer. It hasn't been gone. Like, this is what happens. It'll, like, shuffle the towels around. It hasn't been on in three hours. But anyway, I've been doing these live workouts. Yeah, that works. And, you know, it's nice, but every other workout, it either freezes and cuts me off and just ends the workout without me asking it to, or deletes the entire thing because of a song in the background. So I just started playing techno music because there's no words. Ooh. But like Facebook's piracy algorithms or whatever it is, they're, you know, just ugh, It's very annoying. It actually reminds me, have you ever watched something on Facebook Watch? Their like yes, streaming I have, service? Actually. Like, you know how like you can't get out of it? It just keeps going down the app. Yeah, they like trick you. Sometimes you'll click a thing and you'll just be like, oh, all no, of a sudden, I mean, like, yeah. I'm watching Facebook Watch. I'm in, like, the multiverse. Like, how did this happen? But I saw a ad the other day for a new Facebook Watch original oh. called Red Table Talk, starring Willow Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Jada Pinkett Smith's mother, whatever her name is. Mm. And Harriet Tubman. <laughs> it's a show... Uh, like a talk show where the Pinkett ladies can just like cut it up. I don't know. Jada Pinkett's is great. Is she? I think. Yeah. I mean, she was good in. Uh, I like her in the <coughs> Matrix sequels. <coughs> I guess. Yeah. Which movies are those? <laughs> Classic bit. Yeah. Um, you like her in Woo, that 1997 comedy. Nah. Yeah, I can't think of anything she's good in, man. But I just also, sort of threw that out there, so I sounded more woke. Yeah. Facebook Watch has a show called Will Smith's Bucket List. Which is just him like going around doing hey, stuff. Hey man, I have a lot of money and there's some stuff I want to try. Everybody be real positive, alright? Ha ha. How was my Will Smith? It felt okay. It was okay, yeah. Okay at best. Most of Facebook Watch's content is like home videos of the Smith family. Just I like, went to school and I wept. Just like doing whatever. And they're like, this is a show. <laughs> Enjoy, folks. Ugh. It's fucked up. And then this is the thing is people will just watch it and they'll say, okay, yeah, the Smiths. You watch me watch it. I watch you get them wet. But I also saw people talk a lot about Ben Affleck's back tattoo, deservedly so. But They won't you, let that go, huh? Have you ever seen Shia LaBeouf's front tattoo? Um, I've seen all the tattoos, yeah. Got a picture here for you just to refresh you. Look at that tat. Yeah. That's a wild tat. For the fans, he has something, it looks like a a screenshot from a movie of like a clown being hugged by a woman, and then the word creeper under that in huge letters. It's, it's, you know, it's cool looking. Yeah. I just did not, I love when you get like a tattoo reveal where it's like. yeah. I have a tattoo reveal for you. Ooh. Did you get the the Sopranos tattoo that we talked about on the last episode? (laughs) I wish I could have, but that's, you know, it'll be something like that when it happens. It'll wait for it. Hmm. Um, did you notice that Drake has been posting photos of him with his estranged wife and son? Or, I guess not wife, just ex-girlfriend. His son, Adonis. Yes. I love how he, like, ignored his son for years and then tried to write it all off with, like, a rhyme. He was like, I wasn't hiding... My son from the world. I was hiding the world from my son. Yeah. People, like, think of people would, like, drop microphones and go, that is so dope, dude. And just let it go. (laughs) Like, word. No, 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 you're a piece of shit. That, uh, you, uh, you just walked on that kid even though you're a fucking billionaire. Like, float him some dough. How about that? 
And we we don't know that he wasn't doing that, but I'm not the biggest Drake guy. Gotta say, his I'm cuts a little have tired been a wild of him. Me. I'll, I'll support him for a lot of the songs. Like I like this song. This is Passion Fruit from the Views album. He has a lot of good stuff, but I'm surprised he hasn't started like popping up in movies and like an LL he's, Cool J. He's back. Type he's doing. I saw a headline that he's going to start acting again. Oh word! I didn't notice what it was, but you know. he famously he was on like Degrassi Junior High in Canada, right? As a handicapped gentleman Dope. who got shot by a school shooter and was uh, wheelchair bound for the duration of the series. Sounds like a good arc. Yeah. I might start watching that. Is that on Crackle or something? I believe that it is on YouTube Red, which is actually our sponsor today. YouTube Red. Go to youtube.com slash COD and listen to all of your favorite songs without ads. Enter in promo code Turkey Boys. But uh, here's something refreshing, some actual movie news. Remember this, folks? When we used to have like, like old-fashioned no, movie news about a new movie and the potential casting. Nothing oh, okay. to do with things being shut down or the virus and stuff. These normal stories give me a little splash of relief in these what times. What you got? Ryan Gosling is set to star and produce The Hail Mary. Oh. A new movie based on a still unpublished book from the author of The Martian, Andy Weir. Mm. And it's a similar movie about, like, they describe it as a solitary tale of an astronaut on a spaceship who's tasked with saving the planet. Gosling's going to be in the lead role and produce. I hope I enjoy the show. Think about how cool that is, though. Like, the book hasn't even been released, and it's already been greenlit to be turned into a major motion picture starring Ryan Gosling, and directors are, like, fighting over who can make it. From the perspective of the writer, you mean? Like, to have a piece of work that good, yeah. Just based on, you know, The Martian was a big hit book, and then it was a hit movie, so they're like, oh, this will, you know, let's do that again. I liked The Martian, believe it or not. I don't like space, historically. Yeah, Martian's a solid movie. It's a good one. Especially for, like, space stuff. It has a very, like, simple plot. He's stranded on Mars. He needs to survive for, like, two years. Mm. He makes food using, like, his poo and stuff. It's fun. Oof. Remember the poo stuff? He remembers. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't stick out to me as it sounds like it should have. I, I, I gotta watch that again, maybe. But, yeah, we're Gosling, guys. I'll we be, are. I'll be in for this feature. The uh, What's your favorite Gosling movie? Sorry, I'm yawning. Drive comes to mind immediately. Yeah, it's got to be Drive. Big fan of the nice guys, especially underdog-wise. I feel like most mm. people haven't even seen that movie. And I saw that in the theaters with my mom at the Hanover Ooh. Patriot Cinema. Love that. I definitely saw it in the theater also. Shane Black-wise, I'm her. But, uh... Yeah, Gosling's dope and everything. Place Beyond the Pines. I was going to say, probably a three-way tie with... Blue Valentine also. I really liked... It's not... The movie is not my favorite, but his character in Crazy Stupid Love is, is, I think, the coolest character in any romantic comedy ever. That's fair. I don't really like that movie that much, and I thought it was weird how they wrapped everything up, and... But that his character is awesome. I don't even think I finished that, but I remember thinking that him and Steve Carell were a good duo. They're a good duo, yeah. They're funny together. They had a good back and forth. Yeah. But also, I mean... Earth-shaking news. Buckle up, folks, if you're not already. Quibi launches this week. If, uh, if you haven't heard past programs, we've been, we've been talking about this... Uh, I forgot I had that one. This turkey of a new streamer app. That's, it's short for Quick Bites, which is very I love douche that you explain chilly. that every time, and then we talk about how much we hate it. I know, it's... I just can't Sucks, believe it. Yeah. Ever, t- ever since I became aware of that, I was just like, huh? Huh? But yeah, like, this is the thing. They're going to have, like, 10-minute shows and be a whole fun new thing, and you can watch it in either format. But something I didn't know that I just learned, they're also going to be having movies that they're going to release seven minutes at a time. What do we think of that? Like, <laughs> new movies? Yeah. Like, but if you wait, you can see all of it? Like, originals. One of them has Sophie Turner, that Game of Thrones babe. She's, like, stranded in the wilderness trying to survive. And How long do you have to wait to get the whole movie? Every s- I think every day they release another seven minutes. So if you wait, like, two weeks, you get the whole movie? Yes. That's probably what I would do. I don't want to watch a movie in seven-minute increments like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah. 
this whole like quick bite thing Oof. i mean whoever, i hate it it's a terrible idea yeah. they're gonna go out and i wonder if they like cut you up if you try to watch like three quick bites in a row they're like that's too much you need to yeah. like come back tomorrow this to me sounds like vine yeah. which just got swallowed whole by tiktok vine was dope and yet another quibby original movie that you can start watching seven minute increments of is uh a version of the most dangerous game starring christoph waltz or a and, fucking human being and the hemsworth who isn't thor i can't remember his name liam yes me and liam man we're gonna fuck you up but yeah this the content is kind of rough and I don't know if you saw, they've been replaying sports games on TV. We talk about how sad that is, yeah. Like, truly depressing stuff. Look, oh here it is, the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. and Yeah. Yeah, here at uh, Fox 25, we really hope it brightens your day. Like, let me ask the sports fans who listen to the program, is rewatching an old game, like, rewatching an old movie? This is a I, question I'd really need the answer to. Like, I feel like it can't be. There's no anticipation. It's not like there's quotable lines yeah, exactly. or yeah, anything like, to look forward to. There's nothing that be, that can be gleaned from like a second viewing of a match you know the outcome of. Can there? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems silly, but... Yeah, I don't like sports yeah. one bit. I think they're terrible. I mean, I don't want to insult someone for getting in a rewatch. It just seems... I support all rewatches. Yeah. Like, if you're going to sit down and dedicate yourself to something and watch it again and again, like, all right, you, you get a pass, but... A rewatch is a sure bet. It's like, yep, I've seen this. I liked it. I know what I'm in. But, uh... Do any more celebrities have the coronavirus? In a few weeks, the only news story left is going to be like... Michael Chiklis is the only celebrity who doesn't have the coronavirus. <laughs> Can you even believe it? But uh, today's March 30th. On this day in Scotty's film history, I saw the movie Basic at the Braintree Theater. Got, got the Kevin ticket. Spacey? No, with uh, it's a very forgettable John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson military thriller. Ank, were you with me for this? Can you remember? I don't think so. I had a feeling like you were. Really? I'm holding the ticket in his face like it's going to stir 03 up 03 was a tough year for me, man. I don't remember much of it. Okay. It was very, very foggy with drug use and drinking. That's fair. I don't remember much of 02 Ooh. through 08. It's pretty much a complete blur. It's a write-off. Mm, six years gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a terrible movie. I just like to do the movie ticket thing. I do like that a lot, and it's going to bum me out when it's over. Mm. And I suppose you can what? But then at this point, at that point, you'll be just doing movies that you saw a year prior, and then that's the end. Maybe I'll keep it going with ones I didn't post the first run around. I don't know. Some people seem to like it. I'm it's glad great. you're in. Yeah. How do you yeah. how do you keep it going though? You have enough content left or movies left that you didn't see enough. And also, why are your movie tickets not faded to shit? Like if you look at mine, I have them on the fridge from like the past couple years. Yeah. And I guess just being on the fridge, they've. And not in a book or something. That's the funniest part. Some of these keep very well. Like this one from legitimately 17 years ago to the day. It looks crisp. looks like mint. Look at that puppy. Sorry. I have to it. Yeah, this looks brand new. Yeah. Post it's, that on the Enough. Uh, maybe we'll post that on the Enough Facebook or, whatever, you know, MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Friendster. Yeah, this, this really does look like it came out yesterday. Yeah. I bet you their tickets still look like that, too. And some of the new ones like fade within like a year. I don't know. It's nonsense. But whew, it's rough out there. Yeah, I'm newsless. This is all you at this point. Smilf creator Frankie Shaw is uh, going to be directing the film Long Live the Tribe of Fatherless Girls, which is based on a book. It sounds like something in the traveling pants kind of genre. Of yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Aren't we I like Smilf her. guys? Yeah, the we, we like Frankie Shaw. I don't, Smilf was pretty bad in that other <laughs> that second season. That was a rough season for fans who didn't see Smilf. It was a bean set Showtime show that got canceled because uh, Frankie Shaw got she tooed, which can't happen. That's a thing with the but Australian I'm, woman, right? Yeah, they were having a lesbian scene. Yeah, I'm coining that here. She got she tooed. That's new. Yeah, that's new. I like that. He's in. Yeah, and I guess the woman felt uncomfortable, and then the whole show shut down and got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. So we don't know how bad that got. 
Um, and the, the last bit of news, I sure. saw that the movie Venom 2 is trudging along. The post-production VFX team is working on the movie in solitary confinement. So just wanted to let everyone know Venom 2 is still on track to Thank God. Uh, come out if we all That's this summer this. or next? Probably next, yeah. Right. Definitely next. Maybe they should bump it up. This, yeah, just release Let's like a, a working go. cut. Yeah, get that in here. <laughs> He's in. Give me whatever you got. Give me what you got. Yep. Surprise. Uh, uh, uh. The, yeah, that's all I had for news. That's it for news, I thought yeah. you might have a fun, like, Lily Sobieski is pregnant type story or something like that. <laughs> is she? I mean, she could be. Who is the woman that... Yeah, that name reminds me. Was she the one who got in trouble for saying the coronavirus was no big deal and to just go out and live your life? No, that was Evangeline Lilly. Thank you for grabbing that. It was Kate gonna drive Unlost. me ins- it was gonna drive me insane. Her saying, like, you know, everybody just go outside and just breathe all over each other and just uh, and then she had to go back and apologize and it was all yeah. she ended up just looking like a complete idiot. Which is you gotta I'm very much you love to see it when celebrities make a fool of themselves. It is very funny when someone like puts their their foot down. It's like you know what? I got a stance here, and then when other people are like, "Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to undo that stance immediately." As like sincerely as you can. Yeah. Speaking, right now. speaking of Sophie Turner, I guess she made some very aggressive tweet about like staying home and how stupid Ooh. she was being, and didn't name her. I don't think, but all the tabloids jumped all over it. Like cat fight. You tell me there's a Sophie Turner Evangeline Lily cat fight brewing out there? That's what I read. Wow. I don't make stuff up. I let other people do it for me. Yes. Um do you have any do we want to talk TV? Let's get into the do, TV guys we segment. Got, I don't know if we want to talk about anything other than Ozark. If we do, let's get it out of the way. Let me sneak in real quick. I watched the new Tim and Eric uh adult swim show Beef House. And for the fans, how do we find that? That is on. There's an Adult Swim app, which I think, <laughs> I think it's available through like Apple TV and your video game consoles. However, you get these apps. Okay. Or you know, cable if you have Adult Swim. But you know, the show's very Tim and Eric. It's uh, the show's almost like a parody of sitcoms. It has a very cheeky laugh track that like never stops. And it's like every time it comes in, it's like it just makes me laugh. Just the fact that it, the show has a laugh track. Yeah, you sent me a photo of them in those ill-fitting suits, and that made me laugh yeah. really hard. They have a good niche because being like quote unquote bad is almost like their thing. So when it's like, I don't know, the show isn't great, but it, I was like laughing here. Well, and yeah, there. it's bad on purpose. Yeah, that's why it's funny. Yeah, like, if you showed this show to an older person, they'd be like, this is the most poorly made, unfunny thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that makes me want to watch it more. Yeah. And they love em- embarrassing, weird old men on this show. What's the show called again? Beef House. <laughs> Great title. They owe you some money and Yeah, I feel like I should be at least getting some sort of a back-end kickback here with, with me being the beef. The beef! Um, yeah, they are... They, I play a lot of the sound drops you hear like this. I hope I enjoy the show. Are from various <laughs> Tim and Eric... Uh, like that one is from Tim and Eric's awesome show, Great Job, which was the show they did Great on job. Adult Swim previously. Absolutely. And I, I think they're very, very funny guys. And it's definitely... I haven't seen it yet, but I would endorse anything Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim put out. So I'm sure you're accurate. They're here. like the definition of an acquired taste. I'm very yes. in also. It takes a little bit. Like, give them a couple episodes. Maybe start with Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Yeah. And just sort of... That's on Hulu. You can kind of ease your yep. way in with that. Whole run is on Hulu. Yes. But uh, yeah, check that out on Adult Swim when you're feeling that. Do we want to get into Ozak? More than I can even express with words. What'd you think of this? Uh, you finished it, right? I did. Okay, what'd you think? Roar through it all in record time. We're recording Monday, the show. The season came out on Friday, folks. <laughs> we know how to roar through a show. And it was good overall. I have Just some good. critiques as we'll, Just good. as we'll get into things later. Okay. But, like... Overall, the show has a great look. It's very like well directed. 
and has like a cool like David Fincher, Zack Snyder kind of dark a blue hue over the everything is yeah. really cool. I like that. It's it's a lens I think that they use. Yeah, like some cool color palette. You know. Yeah. You can tell they care about making it look cool. But yeah, this is the Jason Bateman show where he's like uh, embroiled in some drug cartel stuff, and his family is mildly embroiled too, and they have to go to the Ozarks to hide out and. This season they have like a casino so they can get their money laundering operation going, which I thought was a fun new angle for the show to explore. What do you think of, uh, there was a new character addition, uh, guy Ben, who is actually Laura. And there'll be, might, there might be a spoiler or two by accident here, so if you haven't finished Ozark yet or you just want to start it out, you could skip ahead a few minutes yeah. here. Just we'll to, do broad strokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be broad, but like just to, for people that like to go in you know, naked, like, Maybe listen to maybe skip ahead to when we're talking about movies. Um, yeah, I the the brother I guess Laura Linney's brother Ben. I thought he almost destroyed this show. Yeah, he sucked. Yeah, I have and not a lot of uh, negative. I don't have a lot of negative things to say about season three, but I do not like that character. I know that TV shows have to manufacture drama. It's kind of like their entire thing. <laughs> That's what's going on. But they introduced this brother character out of nowhere at the beginning of this season. And like as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, I wonder how he's going to throw a wrench into the gears of this show in very expected ways. Yeah, and they then started the does. whole season with him. Yeah. And, and just, it was one of those things like at one point, like all the drama that's happening on the show is stemming from him. And it's just like... Okay, this is... It was, like, too showy. Right. It's like, you know, they're dealing with a Mexican drug cartel and people getting their heads chopped off, but this bipolar idiot who can't get his shit together and refuses to take his medicine is going to bring down the whole fucking operation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I did think Laura Linney was very good. She's kind of She's awesome in everything. She's the standout acting-wise from this show. The, uh... I had the thought that, uh... Ozark is... Like Breaking Bad, if Skyler was more into the business than Walt was, which mm. is, you know, Monty said it was good, so I'm saying it on the show. Hey, Monty. Yeah, it's good. And I also like Monty said every time he sees Laura Linney, he thinks, wow, what a cunt. <laughs> which, which is pretty fair. <laughs> I she's, think that's the whole idea of her character, and I think she's doing a great job with it. She's, she's yeah, just... She really brings it. She's, they do a good job making... Are creating a lot of really strong, interesting female strong. characters on this show. Basically, hmm. there's Mrs. Snell, there's Ruth. Did you know that Ruth won an Emmy for this show? I didn't remember that, but the Meg tooted. I also Can smelled you smell that? that. I thought it was you. I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh, no, it's the Meg. <laughs> oh my goodness, she's Dark asleep farts. too. Just a fart in her sleep. Classic. Um, I didn't. She deserves that Emmy. She's probably my favorite character, Ruth. Yeah, I think good. that her storyline is always interesting, and I didn't like how they wove it in with the brother. Like, a, you know, like that's a spoiler, I guess. But yeah, there was almost like too much family stuff. Like it was unrealistic bit, yeah. how like intertwined everything became. And I get why they do it. They have a, a bunch of characters, and they have to keep them all like involved in the storyline. But it becomes unrealistic when it's like this person's with that person. Like, what are we doing? I needed another big giant doe hide and a few <laughs> other wild things to happen for me to yeah this season really get into it. It started violence heavy, and then it kind of uh, there wasn't a lot of like action or violence. It was. A lot of like family dynamics drama, which can be good, but what did you think of uh, my friend Joseph Sakura from Power? <laughs> Bring in the heat. Oh, how'd that grab you? Oh, Joseph Sakura from Power. The he was okay, poke kid. The uh, he has an interesting storyline. Yeah, follow his storyline closely. There's some good stuff there. Um, the, we're the I wrote down. We're supposed to think that the brother angle. We're supposed to think it's like poignant and we're supposed to be invested in the outcome, and I'm not. Not one point did I find myself feeling empathetic for somebody or wishing him well, or just I just was rooting against him and I thought he was dumb. Yeah. And I don't know. It annoyed me that they just, there's now like new FBI people in the mix. I was just going to say, they need to, like, every FBI person they send 
to investigate this case in the Ozarks is like a uh, compromisable, like yeah. <laughs> ridiculous person who has their own dark past with backstory. It's just like, I don't know, it gets to be a bit much. Like send a nice straight shooter over to the Ozark and wrap this case up. It's it's getting to be somewhat unrealistic. Yeah. But what can you do? You're still in, I hope. Oh, I'm going to keep watching it. And yeah. overall, I enjoyed it. I just thought that the bulk of the season was... Bulk of the series. <laughs> and a good day to you, sir! Lebowski! Too much of that brother stuff. And yeah, I almost want to look it up... Just to because s- we're bereaved doesn't make us sad, sir! I almost want to look it up to see if she even mentions having a brother at all in seasons one or Definitely two. Definitely not. Because it's just, it's one of those things like, oop, my brother's here, and it's like, fuck you for being Wah-wah. so hacky. There are more organic ways to introduce new characters. They could have brought somebody the, back from the dead. Yeah, well, that's in the obits, but <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's all in. Do um, we, I think that's all we have TV-wise. Yeah, that's all I had for TV. I have one, two movies, and then we have a feature review that will be a surprise, folks. I'm still watching Better Call Saul. It's a great season. I really I tried like. so hard to get into that. Maybe I'll have Lucy watch it with me because that's what I do when something's going to be tough for me because I have her explain stuff when I miss it. And Just started like season two if you're having a tough time with season one because I feel like that's when it really starts okay. to heat up. Do you have any shots? I do. I have one. The uh, And I have an obit, actually, which is good. I shut off the new movie Palms. <laughs> featuring Diane Keaton Palms Cod's love interest and this is one of those movies that's about like old people doing stuff this is this is something for the obits the only movie they let old people make these days is a movie where it's like it's like Las Vegas where it's a team of old people in a scenario and every joke is like, can you believe these old people are doing anything? It's just like, Palms is like, can you believe Diane Keaton is like going to her daughter's cheerleading recitals and like is standing on the sidelines with How some old is she supposed herself? to be? Or actually, I think she's the grandmother. Oh, oh okay, okay. I only watched like five minutes. Yeah, it looked terrible. I didn't try. Somebody told me to watch it, and that that deterred me from ever wanting to watch it. But yeah, like Book Club or any Judy Dench movie, these movies are all... I'm like embarrassed for the old people I see in these. It's like, you can't just be in a normal movie. They have to like do bad bits about like, like, what's what's Snapchat? I don't know what any of this is. It's like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, I'll give you that. (laughs) Old people being out of their element is, is not that funny. Yeah. All the jokes are the same every time. And I only have one shot since you know it's only been three days, but yeah, what do you got? I shut the Tiger King again. Wow, Lucy oh. tried oh, to get me shot. to watch it, and I was immediately on my phone and checked out and like couldn't get in and like didn't want to get in. And then she got annoyed with me, and we just shut it off. I think episode three is the best. Should one. I just skip to that one? That's the one that dives into why they think the woman Carol killed her husband and like fed him to her tigers. That was the most fun episode I right. thought. That's the one that all the memes and everybody's talking about and yeah. that's what made me want to try it again but alright, I'll skip to that episode. I know what you're saying. That's like the show of the moment. Everyone loves it and you're just tired of yeah, it. I think Lucy tired. was the one who made that point about how like a new hip Netflix show or documentary has a bit of a shelf life yeah. where if you don't get in there and discuss it and you are, you know you can't just have it on deck and seven days after the shelf life's over and say oh you know tiger king you see everyone zigging you want to zag agreed um and any other shots that was it for me that was it my obit this week is dogs dying in movies and television fuck for a number of reasons i'm getting sad just thinking about well yeah it's a cheap tactic it's just like a way to get emotion out of anybody so oh yeah dead dog here you go yeah and it just and a lot of movies will do it for fe- seemingly no reason. They just even fucking Breaking Bad or Ozark had a dead dog scene, mm. and then you know, yeah, it's gonna get a reaction. All you have to do is like that yelp sound with like a dog. Like, Boop. I don't know why I tried to do a yelp. You know what yelps sound like, folks? Meg, could we get a yelp? Yeah, Meg, yelp. Megan. Nope, still asleep. She's not a yelper. But um, yeah, like that noise, you're going to get a reaction from it. Well, Very it's, cheap. It's lazy writing. Just yeah. what's the fastest way that we can get people to feel empathy? Mm. And it's not with a person dying because God only <laughs> knows people don't give a shit about each other. Yeah. 
So it's even worse. Some movies like build up to it, like the whole like I Am Legend. That right. is, you see that coming. Though. Oh, it's so special. That's like the big moment of that movie is his dog dying. Is it when the dog runs in after the zombies and then it just doesn't come back out? And he's God damn it, the dog was trying to save him. God damn it. He's a German, well nice enough. German shepherd, real well behaved. I know. He was a real nice, class. Nice head of white hair. One guy's <laughs> looking over here and one guy's over. Hey, yo. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's done. Yeah. I don't like it. And it's upsetting. I have a dog. I love dogs. I don't want to see a pet dying. I just don't want to see it. And it, and Lucy really hates it. So sometimes like it'll be in a movie and it's something that doesn't really affect me like her. She can't even look at it. Like I made her watch um, Todd Salon's Wiener Dog, which... Mm. You know, there's a, a couple things that happen with dogs in that movie that are upsetting and Dugs. little stuff like that. It's just like I'll not realize it's, and then it upsets my girlfriend, and it's like okay, and it's you know, it's something that I don't think there's nobody out there that wants to see a dog dying. So why do we put it in things? Mm. Yeah, be more creative. Kill something we haven't seen get killed. A Kill a person times. in a way that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and I'm intrigued. We love that. We love that. <laughs> Yeah, you want to take our break? Figure take a out quick what break, figure out uh, what our surprise is going to be, and then we'll be right back. I also want to talk about two other movies that I watched on Netflix. Yes. Okay, we'll Look be right back, folks. To it. Wow. We just watched Vivarium, which is new to iTunes. Let me read a quick little summary for you folks. This is a movie about a young couple looking for the perfect home find themselves trapped in a mysterious labyrinth-like neighborhood of identical houses. Kind of like a weird Twilight Zone type thriller. With Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots. Well, the church store called. They're running out of you. I hated this movie. Yeah, it was awful. Like, this... I haven't hated a movie like this in a while. It really... Like, it started cool. Who would you give it out of ten? A two. Hmm, agreed. Because I thought... It had a cool premise, but it just completely wasted it. And wasted the good actors and, like, the cool look it had it was the most like boring and meandering movie i've seen all year easily yo tell me with this and yeah i yeah i didn't there's not a thing about it that i enjoyed and this is our featured review so normally i try to find like the good in we'll call this the ozark episode just to sort of keep this bullshit out of the title yeah um yeah the creepy real estate agent basically takes this couple to a house in the middle of like a de- very cookie cutter you know modern development cookie cutter and it's imogen poots and jesse eisenberg yeah. and and then like the guy disappears and they try right. to leave the neighborhood but it's just never ending and they keep ending up back at the same place and then they just start living there and then like a bunch of weird boring stuff happens and it just like goes on and on and on. It yeah, uh, and that young young child that's like not their kid, but they got to raise him anyway. And yeah, it just sucks. And I've seen it heavily advertised on social media, and it's probably going to jump its way into Netflix shortly, if I had to guess. Mm. Seems like that kind of movie. Yeah. And, and this is the type of movie that you'd take a peek at it and be like, oh, this might be interesting. And then you you're wasting your whole night in on it, and don't do it. And it was just a bummer because yeah. like, it had a lot going it. for it, but it just had a completely dog shit script mm. that just like just really artsy and like trying stuff, but just amounts to nothing. I hated I'm it. I'm really rich. Terrific. Vivarium. Now yeah. on iTunes. Boring, stupid, and I'm out. Yeah, no, please don't watch this movie. It no. is time to take a stand. We also watched uh, The Platform. Look at that. Which is a was a movie. A new Netflix original horror movie. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. That was a movie. <laughs> this is another foreign one, folks. We're very classy over here watching foreign films. And again, watch this with subtitles, not the dubbed version. Because is there a dubbed version as well? This one 
it doesn't there's probably default, an option right it defaults to the titles but you can always for the spanish speaking movies you can always just put them in english and be a dummy about it yeah but this the platform is something something of a high concept movie you know mm. when people say that a dystopian thriller yeah, if like you will a movie that can be easily pitched with a succinct premise this movie's like i gave it Fans know I like a good meets. When you're like, this movie's like this meets that. This movie, the platform, is the movie Cube mm. meets Parasite. Cube, Cube 2, Cube 0. Or even like Saw, a movie yeah, yeah. where someone wakes up in a room and it's like a mm. whole thing. I was thinking it was more like Edward Scissorhands meets <laughs> Home Alone 3. Wow. What do you think? I mean, I'd watch that movie. Now I'm a fan of mischief. But yeah, this movie was awesome. Yeah, I liked everything about it. Like, it, was, it was very good. Lucy loved it, too. We watched it yesterday. And this is funny. It was in my shuts last week because I, I started it. Yeah. And I was like, eh, and then you told me to go back in there. And I said, all right, I'm going to get back in there. He's back. What it was is we'd already watched The Occupant prior. And two subtitled Spanish movies in a row is a lot on mm. the brain, I think, to just settle in for three-plus hours of not understanding what they're saying and having to read it all. I get that. <clears throat> But yeah, this was just like a nice, lean, well-made horror thriller, whatever you mm. want to call it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the concept is a vertical prison with one cell per level and two people per cell and mm. only, or one only food platform and two minutes per day to feed from up to down. An endless nightmare trapped in the pit is what the, the prison is called. And it's basically... Yeah. A number of floors. I won't tell you how many because I want to keep as much of this as surprise as possible. But that's funny that you were able to come up with cube meets because I wrote down feels like cube meets and then I left the Ooh. other part hanging. Yeah. And yeah, there's you know there's uh, some wild stuff. Some stuff happening with people eating each other and some shitting and just and also, crazy. This is one of those movies you can tell they didn't have a huge budget, but they got a lot out of what they did have. They did a lot with a little, if you will. Yes, like very well directed. Like people, when they wake up on a certain floor, they... Yeah, this is a tough one to talk without giving away. It's just Careful, like very yeah. well done. Where is the love for me? And uh, <laughs> I will say... Sorry. I loved the first half and thought the second half was slightly less strong although i did enjoy all of it how about this i liked the second half better whoa i liked hey now. there's some violence that kicks in and it just it, i thought it heated up and i liked how they ended it i liked how they it definitely had a good uh the ending was the cubiest part that's because mm. it's very like open-ended and workish yeah, it's, and it leaves a lot to interpretation and it makes you think. It's the kind of movie that yes. we were laughing about how it has such a socialist message in that like the concept of there only being so much food for so many people. It's interesting though. Right. Especially the way they it's Go cool. ahead and eat some of those pretzels on air too if you want. <laughs> I Hank's got a little ration of pretzels. No, here those for are for me. you, kid. But uh <clears throat> Yeah, it's one of those I forgot what I was saying. What Sorry I about have? the pretzels. You were saying the yeah. socialist part and how there's only enough so much food and then I offered you the pretzels and you got sidetracked because <laughs> your short-term memory is destroyed by marijuana abuse. Don't blame that on me. You fucking did the pretzels thing for no fucking reason. But seriously, have a few. Yes. the I can't remember, but the movie rules. Hank's eating my pretzels now. Fuck. And... It's a great movie. Yes. It was great. Yeah. And... Uh, what would you give this movie out of 10? What would I give the platform out of 10? I'd give it like a a 7 or an 8. Mm. Really enjoyed it. I'm with you. Same range. It's the kind of movie you don't get. We don't get enough of because I don't really think it appeals to a lot of people. Mm. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that most people's taste is shit. When they want a movie that gets wrapped up in a nice bow... And it's super happy, and everything works out to succeed at the end. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Just that's how much fuck fish. Yeah. But this is the kind of movie where you you don't necessarily get what you want, and I think that's cool mm. from a movie. Just sort of not 
a lot of movies are fan service and you know especially the culture that we're in now is more fan service driven than ever with all the fucking marvel movies and yeah feel good rom-coms and this guy is blind but he learned how to see again kind of movies that are out there and mm. i don't know yeah it was surprising and this was another one it's a foreign movie so it's all yeah. unknown so you can like get more into the characters right like you don't have to separate yourself and say like okay that's mel gibson and yeah. He was rude and anti-Semitic once, but like I'm still going to pay attention. And you're like, oh, there's the blood father <laughs> himself. Speaking S- of, I was going to say, speaking of, <laughs> did you appreciate my uh, transition? Well, I mean, I think that was a Scotty segue, but yes. Where the fuck is he? You fucking oh, shit. cunt. He's upset. But we also watched Bloodfather, which mm. is on Netflix. These are both on Netflix, by the way. If you got confused. Bloodfather. I liked Bloodfather a lot too, mm. and it's the concept is it's an ex-con reuniting with his estranged, wayward seventeen-year-old daughter to protect her from drug dealers who are trying to kill her. Classic, starring Mel Gibson and Aaron Moriarty, who is the girl from that show, The Boys, that we've recommended and done a review on. Oh yeah, that is her. She's and, playing like younger than she is in this movie, or maybe it yes. was shot. She's supposed to be seventeen, but this yeah. this granted this movie came out four years ago, mm. so it kind of adds up because she's supposed to be early twenties. And did you watch this movie because it's currently in the Netflix top ten? That it, new thing they do. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I I just it happened into my Netflix, and oh. I I think it was like a you like this, so you'll like this kind of thing. I just noticed it was in there. That's that new thing they do where like the you know the. Huh. the top 10 trending things i wonder why that would be in in the 10 exactly i was like oh this like five-year-old mel gibson (laughs) gritty gangster movie is that french director uh jean francois richet who also directed precinct 13 assault on uh yes assault on correct that That, the one with what lawrence fishburne not the original the remake yeah. yeah yeah that i remember being okay snoozy and nothing yeah just just like a a movie that exists even though it doesn't i honestly couldn't believe that david ayer had nothing to do (laughs) with the making of this movie it had his fingerprints all over it (laughs) it wasn't set in south central los angeles though that would be the issue they're out in the desert yeah so it's it's took it took like his guys out like i bet you he was he got an ep credit They're like, we got all these gritty vatos. I mean, we got to throw our boy A or something. When is his Shia pit com- movie coming out? Is that delayed again? Oh, yeah. They're working on something. That's probably delayed. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I if know. I Google it, it'll just make me angry. Agreed. Um, yeah, this movie was just like a seasoned, like a, uh, a, just a rollout of seasoned cameos. Like William H. Macy, that Oof. old lady from that. I can't even remember what she was in. Michael Parks. It bummed me out. I used to love H. Macy. Now every every time I see him, I just think of Shameless, and I get, like, right. angry. The little show that wouldn't go away. <laughs> Ever. Um, yeah, the movie, there's, like, a cool motorcycle chase scene where Mel Gibson does a 180 and shoots a guy in the chest with a shotgun wearing sunglasses with Aaron <laughs> Moriarty on the back of the motorcycle. And it's just, it's just, like, a fun, talk about fucking fan service. Like, this is an Ank fan service kind of movie. Like, it was just fun and light. And, yeah, there's a lot of people dying. It's not light in the sense mm. that, like, it's Homeward Bound. Or Homeward Bound Two, but lost oh yeah, in San Francisco. But it's it's just like a fun, you know, shoot 'em up kind of action movie, and there's like some good deaths and some good fight scenes, and it's just cool. Yeah. Do you have any Gibson drops? Like you're I just... have a smile and blow me, and I can't find it. Fuck. <laughs> I know. It's, I was saying it's, I was. It's, I either deleted it or it's buried in the others, and I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. That's fair. I'll have to make it again. I would have been playing them already, but this figured, already that's, crossed my mind. That's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. I just, it sounded... You know what I do have? Full of the dirty old... No one knows what that is that's listening right Folks, now. Folks, do you watch Trailer Park Boys? That's what, that's Bubbles. It's an enjoyable program that's gone on for way too many seasons, but the first, like, yeah. five are very funny. We could do without. Yeah. Is that all of our reviews? We also watched Scanners. We did, hey. yes. Do I have Scanners notes? I watched this way before you. This is a hot turkey segment, Let folks. Me figure that out. Give me some gobbles. Yes. If you could, please. Gotcha. <laughs> and we need like a heat noise to signify that this is a hot like turkey. Like a sizzle in a pan? Yes. I can make that happen. 
But yeah, this is a something of a cult Scatters. classic film from David Cronenberg, one of his early '80s movies. One of those movies I've always wanted to see and just never happened. And glad I finally got it in because it's great. It uh, you know, has a cool '80s look, cool '80s score. It's, everything about it is like ridiculously '80s. And the thing I really enjoyed about it, I love when a movie takes a silly premise very seriously. Like, this movie is about a group of people who can make other people's heads explode. But the tone of it is taken very seriously, and it's... You know what I'm saying? It's Yeah, it's a scientist sends a man with extraordinary psychic powers to hunt others like him. And it's a David Cronenberg movie. I forget if you just said that or not. I did. I was looking up the IMDb. Is that it? Uh, oopsie. And but yeah, we were talking about earlier about how it's, especially with David Cronenberg, like he's a guy who none of his movies really are in the same. I mean, I would say Eastern Promises and History of Violence are kind of similar, but other than that, he's sort of all over the place. Yeah. He's the best kind of director. He's always doing something different, like keeping things fresh mm. and fun. It's, you um, know. My DVD copy of Crash, David Cronenberg's Crash, is right next to me. Not to be confused with the Crash that won Best Picture, starring a few friends of the show, including Terrence Howard. But <laughs> Crash with Holly Hunter and James Spader is it another is. movie I recommend. We got to get it on DVD. It's not streaming anywhere. So I bet you you won't do that. Mm. It's one of those clip cases like I enjoy so much. Yeah, I got to watch that. Yeah, we really should. But Scanners was <clears throat> something that detracted a bit. I thought the lead actor was kind of awful. Mm. He was just like a very wooden, like. I don't know. If they had a better actor in the lead, I think the movie Stephen would have been like... Lack, I believe his name is. Yeah, I'd never seen him in anything else, and probably just because yeah, he Stephen doesn't Lack. have chops. He's a Canadian guy. He hasn't been in much. Yeah, if it had like a strong lead performance, it would take a good uh, movie to the next level. Yeah, he hasn't acted in 20 years. And you got Michael Ironside in a fun sidecar role. I was like seeing him. The... Uh, of Starship Troopers fame. Yeah, I feel like he's in the same category with um, the Bitches Leave guy. Hmm. Was it Rutger Hauer? Or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've, I think they've teamed up and stuff. They're like the same person. Yeah, they're very similar. They both are like villains in the future. Yeah. But it's fun watching movies from the 80s. Like, wow. New movies have to have like, they need to be so fast paced and just like, I don't know, they, they don't leave any time to... Like, let things breathe. This movie was, like, really taking its time. And someone might call it boring, but I was into it, so... It has moments where you're like, eh, but I, 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 I liked the pacing of it. I thought it was cool. And I, I think, for me, director goes a long way, too, the way they make everything look. It sounds silly, but, like, when I like a director, mm. even if I don't love the movie, I'll be like, well, it's David Cronenberg. Don't shut it off. Yeah, And it's, I'll be willing to hang in there longer as a result. So exactly. I, yeah, you're like... Like, oh, I, I I feel like I'm in good hands here. I trust that this will mm -hmm. lead to watchability. Exactly. Or what have you. Mm -hmm. mm. But yeah, this was... How did I watch this? I think on Amazon Prime or Cinemax? One of those. One of the streaming It's settings. on Amazon. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Scanners, if you want to check it out. Um, good movie. We watched a lot this week. We did. <laughs> we could probably put our heads together and come up with like four more things to discuss, but... Yeah. That's enough for one show. The uh, yeah, that's all I had. Um, I do have a piece of breaking news that I think people might be intrigued Ooh. by. Do um, tell. But let me do a quick commercial break first. Okay. Looks like you're not sleeping well. Yeah. How did you know? Hey, Megan. What? Hey, you're that guy. The my pillow guy. That's right. Oh, that guy. I'm here to help you get the best sleep of your lives. <sighs> oh, you have a down pillow. Down it? Here's the problem with down pillows. You lay there, you feel comfortable. Okay, everybody, that was Mike Lindell with the My Pillow. And I just would like to say, even though they are a paid sponsor of the Enough podcast, I had one of those pillows and they're trash. So I feel bad even. Taking it's, their money. It's funny. I got a my pillow as a Christmas gift like two years ago, mm. and I've never opened it because you need to like put it in the dryer and do a whole thing. I just do you really? Yeah, 
or you need to do something to like activate it because it's in it's in a tube and it's like right uh, every time i look at it, i'm just like what the fuck i'm never gonna <laughs> don't even bother yeah. it stinks <laughs> I remember I, I had one when I was in Los Angeles. I got it at like Bed Bath and Beyond, and it was I I don't know. It's 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 not good. It's silly. It's like I need to activate this pillow. <laughs> like what am I doing? <laughs> well, I, the reason I brought it up is because apparently Donald Trump has been nudging the My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell to run for office. He'd be and so good. And I guess good. he brought him up to the podium during a coronavirus <laughs> briefing today. Let me, t- let me tell you, folks, this guy makes pillows, and that translates to him being a terrific leader like myself. Well, his exact words weren't really far from that, actually, so it's funny <laughs> that you make that joke. He <laughs> said, boy, do you sell those pillows? And then asked him to step up to the mic and tell Americans how his company was helping them deal with the outbreak. Lindell then launched into a short infomercial for his company, going on to describe how the firm was manufacturing cotton face masks and effusively praising the steward for his pandemic stewardship. I did not know he was going to do that, but he's a friend of mine, and I do appreciate it. <laughs> I think this is them, like, slyly trying to segue into, yeah, we're not sending people checks of money. We're just going to send everyone a my pillow, and that'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, the, the $1,200 that'll last about three hours in the city of Boston is <laughs> going to come here yeah. and in pillow form with yeah. a really, really expensive my pillow. You're going to sleep so terrifically. It's going to be fantastic. Um... So yeah, that to me is is where our country's headed. Not to leave us on a shitty note, but we're luckily we're gonna cleanse the palate with the with the departed. But the mm. fucking my pillow guy, mm. the wearing a, a, a cross pen, pendulum or pendant over his button down dress shirt, like outside of the shirt yeah. guy. All the people he brings out of the woodwork. It's like, oh, of course you're that you're fucking in. St- stupid blabbermouth cunt. Yeah. <laughs> You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! I'm teaming up with the my pillow guy and Papa John to save America. You're welcome. Thank you. At least Terrific. Papa John is like kind of hilarious. Like the my pillow guy <laughs> just does nothing for me. Um, oh, we're at, we're at, in trouble, folks. We're, we're having a rough go here. Yes, and it's tough on everybody. And luckily, the enough podcast is we're inspired enough as uh, voice talent that we are willing to keep doing extra shows just to keep you guys off the ledge. I was on the ledge myself this morning. I woke up and just went on a bleak walk. It was really cold out and it just... You were like Sam Worthington in the movie that doesn't exist, Man on a Ledge. Oh, man on a ledge. (laughs) Someone will enjoy that unthinkably deep track. This is 90 Seconds of the Departed, though. Sorry for not briefing you. Is that it? You want to meet up or you got something real? Call me back. How you doing? It's me. Hey, here we we are. are. Wahlburgers is donating Wahlburgers (laughs) to everybody. I was just going (laughs) to. Yeah, sorry. I've been eating nothing but Wahlburgers for three fucking weeks. I'm about to explode. I'm not going to be able to film the six million dollar man. What a cruddy movie this is. How, How dare you? Bite your tongue. My boyfriend? Are they eating duck lorange? Oh wait, this is gonna segue into duck lorange. Four months. Four months. Almost four months. This is another one of the blatant where they're showing you the differences between Damon and DiCaprio with the cross cutting, with them both going on dates with this same woman. A lot of artsiness going on here. I don't know if we'll, we'll get a Damon scene in this 90. we got about 30 seconds-ish left. Do you ever notice that this movie is set in Boston, Massachusetts? Funny you should mention that. I, I hadn't until you brought it up. <laughs> like, wow. They're very subtle about it. Huh. I know. That's the thing about Scorsese, is just those little little nuances like that. Want to get to the threat of the beam. He doesn't hit you over the head with a hammer with it or anything. No. The subtleties, like uh, showing a rat at the end of this movie that's filled with metaphorical rats. Okay, and that's 90 seconds. We missed Duck LaRange, though. Fuck you. Folks, that is The Departed. Are you a fan of the film? Like we are? Of course you are. Mm, we're not even halfway yet, so I sure hope you don't mind at least listening to it in 90-second increments. Um, what else you got? You got plugs? 
I mean, I'm going to tell you at this moment to follow us and rate and review on iTunes and SoundCloud. Send us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Now that'd be nice. Enough the podcast on Instagram or podcast enough on Twitter. Hot new Twitter account going viral. And Have I'm we got many fun uh, celebrity or fan related tweets? Um, a couple. A couple of goos. We got some good followers. Bug Main followed us. That's a big follow. He's he's a dope boys legend. Oh, cool. He's in. If he followed us, I'm in on him. And speaking of that, maybe check out uh, the podcast Uncle to Uncle. Haven't given them a plug in a while. And follow Night Openings on Instagram. He's a good guy. Does good work. He's having a laugh. Yeah, he's got a lot of uh, funny images up there, too. I, I, there's almost something that I want to put on my Instagram story daily. That's night openings on Instagram. Yeah, especially in these times. It gives me a real laugh just, you know, cruising through the ridiculous pictures. Well, it's nice seeing, like, old 90s stuff that's just a simpler, less fucked up time. Yeah. I don't know, not to be too poetic about it, but... It's a perfect account. Yeah. It's good. I wish I'd thought of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I am still plugging my live workouts through my business Instagram, A-N-K underscore F-I-T. That's Ank Fit. And tomorrow I'm going to be doing an 11 a.m. workout. Ooh. And today we focus mostly on butt and stomach. Tomorrow we will probably do a lot of upper body. And I always throw in a little bit of stomach just because it's mostly, since we're locked down, I'm doing stuff that people don't need equipment for because... That's kind of a pain in the butt. Haha. Mm-hmm. Jokes aside. <laughs> That's all I got. So, one more thing. I, I really would like it if you guys would make sure that you have a goo one. Yes, especially in these tumultuous times. You need to have a goo. Yeah. Have Folks. A, have a goo one, man. That's enough. Bye.